What's up, everybody? This is your host, Chris, and you're tuning in to Episode 7 of Spit That Game. Man, we've got a big weekend on college football. I really can't contain my excitement right now. The biggest weekend of college football this year so far, and listen, I just need you. I, I know you can probably tell that I just can't contain the excitement. Listen, I just need you for the next, I promise you, 25 to 35 minutes, maybe even a little longer depending on how the conversation goes. But 25 to 35 minutes, sacrifice a little bit of that time for me. This is your host, Chris. You are now tuned in to Episode 7, Spit That Game. What's up, everybody? We are back. Oh, my God, man. Listen, call your grandmama, call your mamas, your daddies, your uncles, your auntie, your cousins, your great cousins, anybody that you can find that's just related to you or your friends, your close friends, your distant friends. Listen, this is the weekend of college football we have all been waiting on. I promise you, and I'm an Alabama fan, so I'm more, I'm probably more excited than a lot of the listeners that's listening this weekend. I know there's a lot of LSU fans excited about this weekend. I cannot contain I, I mean, Saturday, you know, can't get here fast enough. But we're going to, man, we've got a big weekend of college football. A lot of games that can affect the, the way the playoff looks after the weekend. We've got a lot of... Um, you know, the Penn State-Minnesota game, uh, the game that I'm going to talk about this week outside of the conference, that means a lot when it comes to playoff implications. But we've got a slow week of SEC football, um, not really too much of a slow week. we got a couple of games that's worth talking about in the SEC, especially the game of the week where nearly everybody is going to be. You've got college game data. We're not going to talk about it yet. I can't contain my excitement about that game. But we are going to get into the Arkansas, the first game I want to talk about, the Arkansas and Western Kentucky game. Um I'm just going to be brief with these first two games. You've got Arkansas going against Western Kentucky. Arkansas should go into that game and just flat out win. Uh, Chad Morris is on the hot seat, although I feel like they should give him another year because he, you know, brought came in, like I said, to a bad situation with Brett Belima running that power offense. He does not have the type of players that would fit uh, what he likes to do. So I feel like they should give him another year. But if he loses this game, and I, I just really believe Chad Morris will probably be out of Fayetteville. And with the rumors that's going on in Auburn, the way the fans are feeling about Gus Malzon right now, I feel like right now that's where Malzon will go if Chad Morris is let go in Fayetteville, Arkansas. I just um, – Western Kentucky is five and four. Arkansas is two and seven. Um, Chad Morris decides to play the freshman this weekend in uh, Jerry Jones' grandson, which is John Stephen Jones. He'll see time at quarterback. So I just feel like Arkansas uh, wins this game. I'm going to go out on limb and say by seven to ten points. Arkansas has not been that great this year, and I just feel like they'll let Western Kentucky, a Group Five conference team, come out and play with them. The next game we're going to talk about is the Ole Miss and New Mexico State game, 3 o'clock game. Um, New Mexico State coming into this game 0-8. Ole Miss coming into this game 3-6. and This should be a big boost for this Ole Miss and um, this Ole Miss and uh, head coach, um, Coach uh, Matt Luke. I think they should 
gained some confidence this weekend. They 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 have Plumlee at quarterback, the two freshmen Plumlee and Ely. Uh, I believe they gained some confidence this weekend and play pretty good football on offense. I believe they. Um, finish the season. If they finish the season strong, I think Ole Miss goes into next season uh, with a lot of confidence, um, especially if they go in and beat Mississippi State um, towards the end of the season, who is their biggest rival. So I'm pretty sure the Ole Miss fans um, are looking for um, a, 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 a probably two to three more wins to end the season. Uh, so, you know, yeah, I mean, Ole Miss, Arkansas, they're not having the best seasons right now. Neither is this next team um, that we're going to talk about, which is the South Carolina Gamecocks. Um, I kind of, man, I, I'm disappointed in the season that they had because I, I had South Carolina having a good season this year. I had them winning at least 10 to 11 games this year. Um, I knew they would probably lose to Georgia. They beat Georgia. Um, I, I knew they would lose to Florida. Um, didn't expect them to really lose to uh, Tennessee, but they did. Um, so uh, they're having a disappointing season, and they're going against an Appalachian State team, and this is the game that they don't want to take lightly. Appalachian State is 7-1, and one, South Carolina is 4-5. and five. This is a 6 o'clock game, and Appalachian State, believe it or not, was once upon a time ranked in the top 20. They were the number 20, 21 team in the nation. Um, they beat North Carolina in Chapel Hill this year, uh, by the way. And the only loss that they have is to a Georgia Southern team. Um, they lost that game by three. Um, they almost beat last year Penn State. Uh, they almost beat Tennessee. So this is one of those group of five conference teams that you do not want to come in and take lightly. You do not want to come into that game thinking that you've already got that game won because Appalachian State is a team that they compete and they can play football. So you have to be careful going into that game for South Carolina. South Carolina, uh, Feaster will not play Saturday. Their top running back, he'll be gone. But I believe um, Helensky is, is building up on the confidence that he had in last game against Vanderbilt where they won 24-7. Um, Helensky had a pretty efficient game, pretty good game at quarterback. So I believe um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give um, South Carolina uh, this win. I say they win by two touchdowns. Uh, I'd be surprised if Appalachian State wins um, with the way I think Muschamp right now is fighting for his season, and he's also fighting for his job. And and he, he has to um, win this game because if he doesn't, then it's, it's, I think it's sayonara um, for Will Muschamp. I think they had great expectations um, um, once Steve Spurrier left, but, I mean, South Carolina hasn't done anything identical to what they did when Steve Spurrier was there. So I just feel like right now Muschamp is in a position where he's fighting for his job, and I believe the players like him there out there in South Carolina, so uh, out in Columbia. So I, I believe that they're going to fight for him as well. Moving on um, to the next game, man, I, I'm, I'm, we're getting close to the game that I really want to talk about, but we still got to talk about these SEC games that's going on because guess what? I love SEC football. Vanderbilt going into Gainesville, uh, Florida coming into the game number 10, um, they're, they're seven and two Vanderbilt is two and six going into this game. And 
I just feel like this is a game where Florida comes off that last week's game against Georgia, mad, frustrated, and I feel like Vanderbilt does not want to play this Florida defense right now. They do not want to play this Florida's offense. I feel like Florida's on offense, Florida on offense uh, really feels like they missed a lot of opportunities, and they did. They missed a lot of opportunities against Georgia. So this is where they reestablish themselves, reestablish their identity in the run game, reestablish themselves in the pass game, which they did pass the ball pretty good against Georgia. It was just the run game that Georgia just completely just uh, shut down in that game. So when you watch that game, um, watch this game. I think you see Florida. This is a great game to establish your confidence as a defense. I mean, because Vanderbilt right now, they're ranked 115th in offense in the country, uh, 101st in, in yards per game um, and yards per play. I'm sorry. And then not only that, they're down to that third string quarterback. So this is a game where um, Florida reestablishes their dominance as a defense. And not only that, um, they're down two defensive players, which I really feel like is not going to be a factor in this game. Um, this is the game where the defense finds their confidence because if you listen to this stat, it's going to blow your mind. Florida was the number 10 team nationally on third down in uh, in defense, and Florida Georgia ate them up for 12, 12 of 18 on the offensive side of the ball on third down. Uh, Georgia really ate Florida alive. So I think Florida uh, comes back, they bounce back, they gain their confidence on defense, and I really believe uh, Florida wins this game by three, four touchdowns easily. Um, moving on to the next game in the SEC, this is a game, I believe this is a game to watch. Um, Vanderbilt, not Vanderbilt, Missouri versus Georgia. Um, and I know you're saying, Chris, you know, man, why would you say that at a game to watch? It, I mean, to me, it's a game to watch because if you want to know the truth, um, Missouri is playing better football than everybody thinks they are. And I know that 5-3 and three record, it, it says a lot. I mean, I I thought Missouri would at least have won, you know, be 7-1, and 6-2 and two by now, um, ranked in the top 25. But right now, Missouri is um, – and, and they're not sure if Kelly Bryant is going to play this game, but I believe he will in this game. Um, if you look at the stats, man, you're, you're, you basically have the number three offense and the number four offense in the SEC playing this weekend. Um, Missouri being that number four team, Georgia being that number three team. And Kelly Bryant is fourth in passing uh, passing yards – in the SEC, he's fourth, um, and he's he's big, he's strong, uh, he, he has the mobility that you need to beat this Georgia team, um, so that's going to be a game to watch. I really just don't see Missouri beating Georgia. I've got Georgia winning that game by 10 to 17 points um, due to the fact that, you know, Georgia is going to build off of that game against Florida last week where they just, man, I mean, they, they crushed Florida at the line of scrimmage when it came to the run game. They did not give up anything on the defensive side of the ball when Florida tried to run the ball. So I commend them big time for that, and I feel like they just build off of that and feed off of that and come into this game. They'll probably get three, maybe four sacks on Kelly Bryant. 
They may force one or two turnovers because Kelly Bryant uh, is turnover prone. Uh, he will, you know, make some ill-advised uh, decisions as a quarterback, um, and they confuse him with blitz, blitz packages and, uh, you know, blitz zone blitzes. And if anybody can do it, Kirby Smart can do it. And then Jake Fromm, I mean, he's just going to have to build off of last week as well, staying poised in the pocket. If you go watch that Florida game, man, that offensive line did an excellent job blocking for Jake Fromm in that Florida game, and I think they just build off of that. And I think they dominate the run game. If you pay attention to that Florida game, Georgia started to move the ball um, later in the game where those offensive linemen started to wear down the linemen of Florida. And if you really pay attention to it, man, you you, you you're looking at it from a standpoint of, of Florida, Georgia is getting better at the right time. Um, they 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 lost that game that they um, against South Carolina, and they lost that game at the right time, and they're peaking at the right time on the defensive and offensive side of the ball. Jake Fromm um, looks good right now as of last week. Just want to see if he's able to come into that game uh, to continue that dominance. Man, I'm going to do something different <laughs> because – I, 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 the, the the game that that that's last in the SEC is worth talking about last overall due to the caliber of this game, due to the magnet the magnitude of this game. So we're gonna go on and move on to the Penn State and Minnesota game, which is a game that could affect this playoff. Um, right now, Penn State is number number five, number four. They're they're the number four team in the playoffs. And Minnesota, I think, is number 13 or number 17. I can't remember exactly where the playoff committee um, had them ranked. But I believe this is going to be a good game. I believe right now Penn State wins this game. Um, Penn State wins this game by, uh, I want to say, seven points. Um I believe Penn State wins this game by seven points. But if you look at it, they're evenly matched on offense and defense, man. I mean, um, Penn State is the number five defense in the Big Ten. Minnesota is the number six defense in the Big Ten. Penn State giving up 280 total yards. Minnesota is giving up 283 total yards per game. And and if you look at it, man, the, the Big Ten this year has really established themselves as the defensive conference this year, although, you know, we say that they don't play a lot of uh, great teams in the Big Ten. I believe the Big Ten this year is pretty competitive um, when you look at it. And right now, I, I got Penn State winning this game. I think um, Franklin goes in there and, and uh, outduels P.J. Fleck, outsmarts P.J. Fleck. Although, don't get me wrong, I like P.J. Fleck as a coach, I believe. And, and he just signed a seven-year extension. But I, I, it was my belief that this would have been the year that he went to a better school that would have better resources to recruit and leave Minnesota and find that big university that he's that that he's looked that that any coach would want to go to to make it easier for him to recruit and bring players in um, to build that program where he wants. But right now, I've got Penn State winning this game um, by seven points. Um, this game comes on at 11 o'clock, which I don't understand. I wish this game would have been at least around the 6.30, 7 o'clock game. I feel like that game deserves to be on prime time. I mean, it's, 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 not, like, it's, it's not like it's a Penn State versus uh, 
one of the smaller teams in the Big Ten. It's not like that. I, I, or Penn State versus Maryland, but this is a Penn State Minnesota game. Minnesota is looking better this year, so um, I've got Penn State winning that game by seven. All right, so the big game of the weekend: Alabama, LSU, number two. Versus number three, number two LSU, number three Alabama. Both teams in the college football playoff rankings this weekend. But it does not matter where you start. It matters where you finish. And right now, um, both teams, my God, they're 8-0. and oh. the, the fifth total offense in the country coming in, LSU. The ninth total offense coming in. Uh, in the country coming in is Alabama. The number one SEC offense is LSU. The number two SEC offense in Alabama. Um, LSU is second in points per game in the SEC. Alabama is first in points per game in the SEC. This is going to be a game to watch, man. I, I promise you, I can't wait until 2.30. I ain't, I'm, I'm, I'm like, when that game comes on, I'm locked in. I, I ain't changing the channel. I ain't trying to find other games. I want to watch this game. I'm watching the commercials, too. That's how bad I want to watch this game. Man, when you look at this game, the magnitude of this game, you know, each year that Alabama has won, each year that Alabama has beat LSU, the question mark was always LSU's offense. It was always LSU's offense. But now the question mark is who is going to score more points? And us as Alabama and LSU fans, this is not something we're used to because both of these teams were established as defensive schools. Now you have two teams that have established themselves as the top offenses in the country that with the with the best group of receivers in the country. I mean, two of the best group of receivers in the SEC, Alabama being the best group wide receiver group overall, and anybody would say that. I'm not just saying that to be biased. But what I'm saying is this. Joe Burrow is at the top of his game. Um, right now they have him as the front runner for the Heisman. Joe Burrow has – uh, put himself in the conversation to be a top 10 draft pick. Tua is rated still the number one quarterback in the draft. I believe if he doesn't get hurt, um, are neck and neck for the Heisman run. And right now, man, I promise you there's a lot of talk going on in Baton Rouge, and that's what you have to be careful about when you're going against a Nick Saban team because what Saban is going to allow his players to do, man, he's going to allow those guys in T-Town to feed off of that. He's not going to allow them to trash talk in the media. He's not going to allow them to um, ruffle any feathers in the media. Don't even give LSU ammo um, to have a reason to come out there with a chip on the shoulder. The chip is big enough. But right now, I feel like there's a boulder on Alabama's shoulder. They they lost to a Clemson team last year where everybody says that it looked like they didn't deserve to be in a national championship game. So I think they come into this LSU game looking at this LSU game as a stepping stone as a stumbling block, as an obstacle to their national championship title that they feel like they could have played better in last year. And I'm going to be honest, Alabama right now, um, they have no room to lose. And, and I feel like this game is going to come down to what defense can make the most plays and most stops. And honestly, both defenses are peaking at the right time. Um, Alabama 
when you look at this game, I know we talked about the offense. I know we dealt with the offense. But when you look at the numbers, right now Alabama is ahead of LSU on the offense, on the defensive side of things. Number three defense in the SEC. LSU is the number four defense in the SEC. But listen to these stats. Alabama giving up only 180 pass yards per game. Um, LSU giving up only 97 rush yards per game. LSU giving up 217 pass yards per game. And Alabama giving up uh, 127 rush yards per game. But I just believe this game is going to come down to who can establish the run, um, control the time of possession, who can make the most plays on defense on third down, who can get their defense, who can get their offense on the field and give their defense a break. I believe that this game is going to come down to which quarterback has the ball um, the most. And I'm just going to throw this out there. My prediction for this game, Alabama wins this game 31-21, 34-28, 31-28, somewhere around in there. Um, and Alabama established themselves as the best team in college football if they win, win this game this weekend. And I'm not being biased. This, biased. this is my real prediction. Um, I just feel like Alabama, if Tua – and that's the biggest question mark, um, first of all, before I do make that prediction because I want to take a step back. If Tua is 100% healthy, Alabama wins this game. Um, the question mark is, will he be 100% healthy? And from the looks of the reports this week, I've, I've got a feeling Tua is uh, more than healthy. I just feel like Nick Saban is kind of holding back on the information that he really wants to give because you don't want to give your opponent the upper hand to be able to game plan like they want to. And I believe LSU right now is kind of walking on eggshells on how they're going to plan. But Ed Orgeron said they are planning as if Tua is going to play. So that's um, so, so basically they're game planning for Tua. And I just feel like Tua will play. I don't think I think he's too competitive not to play. I think the game means too much to him not to play, and I feel like he wants to redeem himself from how he played um, in those last two games of last year, which was no the last the the SEC championship and the national championship. He played pretty good against Oklahoma, but I just believe he he's he's in redemption mode, and I believe Tua has a boat on his shoulders, whether he wants to show the country and um, his team, that they're the best team in the country, and he is the better quarterback out of the duo that's going on, out of the, the out of the duo of quarterbacks that's in this game. So, listen, man, Alabama wins this game if Tua is 100%. If Tua plays, Alabama wins this game 31-28, 31-21, 34-28, uh, somewhere in there. I don't believe anybody scores past 40 in this game. I believe it's going to be a good game. The energy is going to be high. Um, and I just got a feeling that Alabama wins this game by at least 10 to – and no more than 14, but I say 10 points to – 10 to 3 points, Alabama wins this game. Listen, man, this is an exciting weekend of college football. I can't even I'm, – I'm telling you, like, I've been at work all week just saying when Saturday's coming, when Saturday's coming, because I'm just that ready for college football and especially this weekend, and I know a lot of us can't contain our excitement. Everybody is going to be at somebody's house. Um, I'm not, I, I don't know where I'll be, but I'll be somewhere sitting in front of a TV, watching the game, talking junk to these LSU fans that's going to be there. Um, but 
let's just, you know, make sure we keep it, you know, together, guys. No fighting. Uh, nobody needs to die over the game. I know this is a big game, uh, has great uh, magnitude, but nobody needs to die. Uh, let's keep it friendly. Um, you know, it's okay to talk smack, but, you know, when people talk smack, don't smack them. Uh, <laughs> so, listen, for the past 25 minutes, you have been tuned in to spit that game. And before I leave you, I know that we – Leave you with a quote every time we leave. So I want to leave you with this quote um, from the great Jerry Rice. Today I will do what others want so tomorrow I can accomplish what other ca others can't. Meaning people don't see the work that goes on behind the scenes. People don't see the late hours that you put in. People don't see the time that you put in um, to get better and grow and make sure your craft is the, the your finished product is uh, what you do in the background and I just got a feeling right now that even uh, where we are in this show probably I think this is the third or fourth week that we're doing this show I feel like there's so much more to come I feel like things are going to get better and I promise you if y'all rock with me man we're going to try to make this the best podcast possible I promise you I'm growing I'm looking at things that I need to do better I'm looking at things that uh, you may want to hear you may want to see which we're working on for the YouTube uh, maybe some sound effects and I'm working on getting those call those calls done and um, working on the Twitter Q&A so I promise you just bear with me and we'll be uh, where we need to be sooner than later. Listen, you've been tuned in with your host, Chris. Episode 7 of Spit That Game. Big weekend of college football. And I'm just going to say it for the sake of it because I know um, I've been, I have not been being biased this whole time I've been doing the show. This whole time I've been doing each episode, I've not been biased. But you're tuned in with Spit That Game. You've been with me for the past 25 to 35 minutes. This is your host, Chris. I'll hear you'll hear from me on Monday or Tuesday. Roll tide. Peace out.